Hello geniuses, Queen of Forgiveness here. Let's fire and wire together. In these sessions, we are studying Dr. Joe Dispenza's intensive and progressive online courses. Let's prepare for the advanced week-long retreat physically, mentally, and spiritually together. On this podcast, I am firing and wiring by repeating what I have learned over and over, discussing the practices, giving you my personal perspective, and sharing my growth. Don't speak back to me via comments, voicemail, make a video response and tag at the letter Q and the word forgiveness at Q forgiveness on all your social media platforms. Let's do this. Facebook that Dame Lillian Walker was publishing a new book. I see stuff like that all the time because my friends list is full of active genius entrepreneurs. But the post stood out. So I immediately sent the money and pre-ordered a copy. I read the digital copy in just one day. I keep the physical copy on my desk or sometimes I put it in my travel bag. I feel that my intuition has increased as I have focused on the teachings in this book. My intuition has led me to new ideas for this very podcast. It's just a stream of never-ending ideas. I feel full all the time. So if you want to increase your intuition like me, go now and get your copy of Intuition Manifesto at qforgiveness.com forward slash intuition. That's qforgiveness.com forward slash I-N-T-U-I-T-I-O-N. Go now. Get it now. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lauren Jelaine, a.k.a. the Queen of Forgiveness, and welcome to episode number eight. Oh boy, I've been doing this eight days in a row. I get more excited by the day. I get more turned up by the day. Every day feels more and more exciting. Why? Because I am being consistently genius as we are discussing on this podcast, Becoming Consistently Genius, um, Firing and Wiring Together. Welcome to the Fire and Wire Sessions podcast and I am your host Lauren Jelaine the queen of forgiveness welcome 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 okay all right all right all right all right so I enough of the excitement we have we have we have celebrated we have celebrated it is episode eight coming at you and The title of episode eight is, Can You Signal the Gene Ahead of the Experience? Can you signal the gene ahead of the experience? I'm excited about it. This is epigenetics. Let's talk about it. All right. So I'm very excited about this subject because 
we are about to get scientific and I just kind of love science. So let's hit it. Let's get into it. I just finished meditating with Sean. Um, I'm going to have to do a commercial for Sean, but Sean, um, let me go grab, let me grab my phone one sec. So on my phone, Sean Mindfulness for Beginners. I follow him on Twitter. What is his Twitter handle? His Twitter handle is at mindfulness underscore F-O-R. At mindfulness underscore F-O-R. I just got through doing his smiling mindfulness meditation and it was groovy. I feel great. I feel open. I feel up, up, up. Yeah, I don't only do Dr. Joe meditations, guys. I do a lot of different things. Um, I think I was telling you guys that I think the practice is what is most important. I think it's very important not to get bored. And I think it's very important to get in there and do the work. So let's do what's necessary. Can you single the gene ahead of the experience? All right. The key to changing mental and physical health. This is the key. Epigenetics is the key. So you start off by pretending to be who you are. Now, that's something that Dr. Joe said. I don't prefer to use the word pretend. Not that Dr. Joe isn't smart and great and amazing. We know he is. This is why this whole entire podcast is a review of his intensive and progressive online course because that man is a genius, right? But I don't like to say pretend to be who we are. I like to say be who you are. There is this you that you desire and that is very much you. You can't desire something that is not a part of you or within you. Can I repeat that back to you? You can't desire something that is not a part of you or within you. So I like to say that part of you that you desire to be, you can't want it and think of it at the same time. There is no, there's really no such thing as wanting something that doesn't exist. When you want, you're saying, I lack something. So... So you can't want it because that means you don't have it and you cannot have it. So there is no desire to be fulfilled. You already are when you're in practice. So let's say practice being who you are. Let's. I'm going to change that word in my notes. To practice being who you are. I'm not going to say pretend. Practice. Being who you are. All right. Oh, that's that's what we're gonna use. We're never gonna use the word pretend again. Cause pretend again, it's like make believe. It it has the connotation of fake, unreal. And and now we're talking to ourselves like we're faking it till we make it. But we genius creators, we genius advanced meditators, we do not fake anything. We step into a new state of being and we signal new genes in new ways. Can you signal the gene ahead of your experience? Oh my God, I didn't start the podcast off right. Let's go back. 
Let's go back. Let's run it back. I know we're already five minutes in. We're not going to rewind it and start it over, but let's run it back. All right, all right, all right. So let's see. What was it we were supposed to talk about in the very, very beginning? We're supposed to ask the questions. Do you actually believe in the idea that the way you think has some effect on your life, that your thoughts create your reality? Do you actually wake up in the morning and consciously create a future? Did you actually wake up this morning? And, con and 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 consciously create a future. I know I did. If you knew that your thoughts created your your destiny, if you knew that on a gut level, would you ever miss a day? And would you ever let a thought slip by your awareness that you did not want to experience? So those are the questions that I ask at the beginning of every podcast because I want you to I want you to think about being consistently genius. When you lose the consistency, are we really living in our genius? Do, do we really believe in what we're doing? Do we really believe in what's being discussed here? Is it really a true belief? I want you to believe it. And to believe it, you have to be firing and wiring on a regular basis. You have to, and, and, and faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and hearing by the word. We're going to stop right there. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And the scripture says hearing by the word of God. But I don't want to even get up in all that because that the word God is not that I, I, I am scared to say the word God because you know I say it all the time. But that gets people tripped up, and I don't want to trip you up in this, in this, uh, in in this thought right here. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. All right, and and I'm speaking the words. Doctor Joe is speaking the words. There are other teachers out there speaking the words. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. And so when you get that faith, you actually start to believe in the idea that the way you think has some effect on your life. And that your thoughts create your reality. And then you wake up in the morning and you are like, huh, I'm going to wake and create because you, you believe in consci consciously creating a future is going to make a change to your life. And when you know that your thoughts create your destiny and you know on a gut level, you can't miss a day. It's it's not like, would you miss a day? It's I, I, this is something that I do. It's not something that I must do or I have to do. It's like, it's not a chore any longer. It's something that you just get up and do because you believe it's true. And, and do you let any thoughts slip by your awareness that you don't want to experience? No, you get up. And what did we talk about uh, an episode or two ago? We talked about getting up and intentionally creating the emotions uh, the emotional memories that you want to have, even if at first when it played out from your past, when it paid, played out from your past memories that created uh, your past thoughts that created this um, this holographic reality. When it played out, do we want to replay that? If we want to replay that, we do nothing. If we don't want to replay it, we get intentional. We create newly positive emotional memories around what just happened in the holographic, in the holographic uh, uh, reality, right? In our output of our movie that we wrote before with our thoughts, feelings, and actions, right? Our old thoughts, feelings, and actions. That old man created what you live today. And, and today you create what you live tomorrow. 
So let's get on top of that intentionality and you're not letting the thought slip by your awareness. Yeah, actions happen. You're not going to be like, oh, stop right here. No, 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 no. I'm not going to react like this. Oh, God. You know, you're not going to be crazy. If you react it, you react it. It's over. But you can intentionally. We are the only species in this known universe who can live subjectively and we can go back and change the thoughts. We can even remember things the way they were not. And we can go back and change thoughts into what we want them to be. And it's not really going back. It's really, what what, what, what did I say after we got here? <laughs> we done got into the epigenetics. Let's get it. We got into the epigenetics. Let's get it. Ooh, I'm trying to find my lines. I'm trying to find my lines. Oh, goodness. Can you signal the gene ahead of the experience? You're going to practice being who you are. So, so let's repeat it back. Like the other day I had this situation with my goddaughter just a couple of days ago. And I went over it quite a few times until I just didn't feel like I was like, this is it. I went over it quite a few times and I replayed it in a more positive way where I trusted her to be the woman that she is grown to be. Where I said, you can handle anything that comes towards you. And I decided to practice being the trusting, loving godmother that I am. And I made a practice of being who I am quite a few times over the next day or two. And then I let it go. Because at some point, you got to let go and know that the practice is yours. That who you are who you say that you are, you are who you practice being, right? There is no, I'm becoming, I am. I am that I am. I am that I say that I am. I am that I feel that I am. I am that I be that I am. I am that I am. Does that make sense? I hope I'm not sounding too esoteric. I am that I am, I am that I be that I am, I am that I see that I am, I am that I feel that I am, I am that I be that I am, I am that I am. I'm going to have to write that one down for you guys. So when I go back and uh, replay this recording, I'm going to write that one down and that one's going to be a meme. Let's put it out. Let's put it out there. So you, you choose who you want to be because you're always choosing. You can never not choose. When you choose not to choose, you're choosing. And not because you're not choosing, but you're choosing what you already lived. You're choosing that experience that you didn't really like when you decide not to go back and be intentional about that experience that you had. When you go back and talk about that experience that you had with your friends and you discuss it over and over, you're being intentional about creating that new negative emotion. When you can go in and recreate that new positive emotional memory, you can go in and choose to be who you want to be in every moment, no matter whether it's past, future, present. In the past, you can, you can, in effect, my quote fingers are up, change what happened in the past. In the future, you can be whoever you want to be in that vision. In the present, 
you can take a hold. I talked about that earlier in, in a past episode, and I'm going to talk about it always. You can take a hold of who you are right now, who you've decided to be, the I am that I am. You can take a hold of that right now in the moment, and you can choose how to show up in the present, which I feel like is the most powerful of all of these activities. It is the most when you when you feel that you are that person and you take control in that moment when you act right from that person that you are when you when you um when you think like the person that you are when you think act and feel right here in the present moment that's the most powerful thing you can do to signal new genes in new ways and can you signal the gene ahead of the experience you are signaling the gene in the experience. I mean, unless you're talking about ahead of the holographic experience, then we can say that. I like to call it the holographic universe. I used to, I like to say that this is the hologram. I like to say that the very real place is that place of nothing, that place where we dream from, that place that has the thinking stuff from which all things are made, that place that is dark, that place that is, that is, that is silent, that place that it doesn't have any movement. There is nothing. There is no time. There is no space. There is only unity with God. Ah, that space. <laughs> That space right there. That is the space where we choose to be what we want to be. And that is the space that we come out of when we're in the present. Ooh, when I was in this meditation just a few minutes ago, whoo, I just, yeah, I, everything just kind of melted away. I thought I was falling asleep for a second, but then I was like, nope, you're not asleep. You're awake. Everything just melted away. I love when that happens. I love when you go into the nothing list, when everything goes dark, even though you don't have eye coverings over your eyes. What are those things called? Sleeping mask over your eyes. But everything goes dark and you go into the silence and everything in the room, including the chair that you're sitting on, is gone. I get fleeting moments of that yet, but whoo, I love it when they come for me. I love it when they come for me because I am in the practice of being who I am. I am choosing who I want to be. And these are the actions that will change your state, your paradigm, and the memory of your future. I love when Dr. Joe says, remember your future. Because that is that it is what it is. It's not really about visualizing something that hasn't happened yet. It's you when you think back on a memory, it feels concrete, right? So the future feels concrete when you remember it. Become conscious of your unconscious thoughts. That you can only do in the present moment. You are not. Oh, thank you. That's what I have my my phone program to say to me at, at late at night, you are enough. Because late at night is when you start to feel weak about who you are. You start things start to come apart. You start to get uh, tired, you start to get sleepy, you start to lose your resolution, right? And at that time, um, it says to me, you are enough. And I say, thank you. Woo, child. Woo, child. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so excited in, in, in this podcast to be bringing these words to you. Can you signal the gene ahead of the experience? You become conscious of your unconscious thoughts. You can only do that like I stated, in the present moment. 
So when something is happening, when somebody says something to you, when you're thinking about something just by sitting there and, and, and this thought comes up, whew, I wish I were a better person. Ooh, just out the blue. You're not even sitting there doing anything. Ooh, why could not I be better? Ooh, <sighs> ooh. You, get, you become aware of that thought. You don't have to fight it. I don't like fighting thoughts. I just let that booger pass through. And then I remind myself of who I am. I take a deep breath. I stand tall like a giant walking past tall buildings like the Sears Tower. I walk through, except I'm walking with grace and glide. I'm walking tall as if I were Godzilla herself, as if I were, uh, uh, what's that big old ape called? I don't know. But if I was him myself I'm walking tall but I am I am gliding like a gazelle I am walking with confidence with my chest out with my back up with my head held high and I am walking tall through the city everything's clear for my path there are no cars I'm not stepping on no trees I'm not doing any of the above I am just walking discreetly. I'm not cracking or breaking up the ground. I am walking light. I'm walking like a fairy. And when bad thoughts like that come, I'm telling you that is the simple stuff that I do. I want to tell you something like something, something serious. It's, and, and this is becoming conscious of the unconscious thoughts and then reminding myself of who I am. Remind yourself of who you are in the moment that those unconscious thoughts come. I remind myself that I am a giant. You know, in the Bible, it said we were grasshoppers in our own sight. So I thought when I heard that scripture, what if I in my own sight was a giant? How would I act? How would I be? How would I live? I remember when I was a truck driver, I got a story for you. When I was a truck driver, I didn't always dress nice. Mm -mm. I didn't always dress nice. I didn't always take care of myself the way I should have. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't always look the cutest. No, no. But let me tell you what did happen. Men from near and far chased me around, had to get to know me, were very enamored by me. Not just sexually, they really were into me, right? And 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 um, one of my friends, um, who she was a truck driver as well, she was out there on the road with me. She said to me, Lauren, no offense, but I get up every morning and I make sure that I do my hair and my makeup. You know, you wash and you comb your hair, you know, but you don't put on no makeup. You don't put on no cute outfits. You just dress like a trucker. You know what I'm saying? She was like, and you like go about your business and like men go out of their way for you. Like we were at our, uh, truck, um, depot or whatever. I can't think of what to call those places now, but we were at our truck depot, um, for our company and I was getting my truck fixed. And we were down in Texas and the actual shop was about three quarters of a mile to a mile away from the actual um, terminal. That's what they're called. So it was three quarters of a mile to a mile away from the terminal. And it was about a hundred. Matter of fact, we were in California, not Texas. And 
the uh, it was about 110 degrees outside. It was super hot. It was super hot outside. And um, I had just got through getting my truck fixed. And this is what she said to me when the guy came back and brought me my truck. He came back and brought my truck to me. And he left the AC on blast and he parked it right next to the building, which it wasn't supposed to be parked next to the building. He was supposed to put it way out in the lot and make me walk to it. But he put it right next to the building, locked it up, brought me in my keys. And I asked him, do you want me to take you back to the shop? Because it's 110 degrees outside. And, um, you know, that's a long walk. It's only a mile, but in 110 degrees heat, that's a lot. And he just got finished working on my truck. So he just got finished working really, really hard because it wasn't an easy job that he did on my truck. And um, and then he was he walked back, but he wanted me to be comfortable. And she said... He, he wasn't looking to date me. He didn't ask me for my number. He wasn't looking to do anything with me. He just wanted to honor me as a woman, right? And he wanted to take care of me as a woman. And she was just like, yeah, I wish I had kept that up. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, she was just like, how do you do that? I, I it, it, Since I've been your friend, I watch that stuff happen to you all the time. And I say again, I wish I had have kept that up, but I did not. And I am going back that route. But And we're going to talk about one of the ways I did it. It was because I was always reminding myself of who I was. So I told her. Now, what I was doing back at the time was a really rough draft of what I do now um, to walk in my confidence, to stand in, in the spirit of who I am and to remind myself of who I am. Um, but I'm going to give you the rough cut version of my early days of practicing, reminding myself of who I am, of, of becoming conscious of my unconscious thoughts. Whenever I had a feeling that I wasn't good enough, whenever I had a feeling that something didn't go right, I would stand tall and, and, and only in my mind, I would stand tall and I would walk in the room and I would say to myself, cursing included, not on this podcast, but cursing included, I am the baddest bee in the room. That's what I would say. I would say to myself, I am the baddest bee in the room. And then that that music that the foxy chick on the on the cartoons would come up, boom, 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 boom. And then the music. Cause, Cause, the baddest chick on the cartoon is stepping into the room. Then think of Reframe Roger Rabbit and and his wife. Think of her walking into the room. This is what I was doing in my mind every time I walked into a place where I felt uncomfortable. Every time I felt like that I wasn't enough. This was the thought that came into my mind that I was it, and nobody else could overshadow my itness when I walked into a place. So I never walked into a place without bringing who I am with me. I reminded myself very often who I was and it didn't matter how I dressed. It didn't matter that I didn't put on makeup. It didn't matter. Men saw me. Women saw me. It wasn't just men that were attracted. It was women too. And, and, and not in a, again, not in a sexual way. But everyone was attracted to the confidence because no matter how you look, 
confidence looks better. And it was a real confidence. It was from the soul. It was from deep inside the subconscious mind. It was where when those unconscious thoughts crept up and they did very often back at that time, I reminded myself of who I was and it became so automatic, this practice. So don't think you're going to have to begrudgingly do this practice forever. When that, when this practice became such, it became such a, 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 a perfect practice that I would do it without thinking. Until I forgot to stop practicing intentionally because I was doing it intentionally. And then at times unintentionally, it would just come up because it was automatic. But there was enough times that I was doing it intentionally to keep the flow going and how I went backwards, how I went into that. And I found that scripture. I found that scripture that I was looking for yesterday. So let me go ahead and pull it up. Where is that scripture? I found it and I saved it. And and this is talking about how we can fall from grace, basically. How we can fall from grace. So, if indeed they have escaped the corruption of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, only to be entangled and overcome by it again, their final condition is worse than at first. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turn away from the holy commandment passed to them. Of the of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit and a soul that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. That is Second Peter 2, 20 through 22. Oh, listen to them numbers. Second Peter 2, 20 through 22. Oh, my God. Listen to those numbers on that scripture. Now, let me break that down for you really quickly, especially for those of you who are abhorred by religion and spirituality. Let me break that down for you really quick in a Neville Goddard type of way. Okay. So when, when I got into that true practice and I got into, uh, the true practice of who I am of, of, of invoking the Jadivahi, which is God, right? I was I, I was not only um, invoking the Jadivahi, but I was um, invoking the Jadivah Shenayin, which is Jesus, right? I was invoking that. And I know that this is like scaring the heck out of some of you, but, but hear me out, all right? So if indeed I had escaped the corruption of the world, if indeed I had gotten away from those negative unconscious thoughts, right? That's escaping the con- corruption of the world. And that, that through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and that, <laughs> hey, that is this, the knowledge of who I am, of the knowledge of I am, the knowledge of that I am that I am, right? And so, so I've escaped my, my negative unconscious thoughts through the knowledge of I am and who I am, only to be entangled and overcoming by it again, only to stop practicing who I am, only to stop showing up being who I am. And then the condition is worse than at first because now you feel bad because you know better 
and you know you're not doing your practices and you know how to get back to that state, but you're not doing it. It would have been better have not to known the way of righteousness than to have known it and turned away from the commandments passed on to them. It would be, it would be better. <laughs> it would have been better. I'm telling you just from living that scripture out, it would have been better for me to never had known how to live in the power of God. Cause I call all of this, the power of God. And it, it, it would be better to never had known how to live by God's power than to live by his power and then to stop living the commandments, to stop, um, to stop practicing being who I am in that power, right? And and returning and going back to living in frustration, to being afraid of men and afraid that they were going to hurt me. To, to being looked over, to being seen as someone less than, not taking care of the things that I need to take care of, not trusting the universe, not trusting God to take care of the things that he said that he would take care of for me. Not, not oh my goodness, if indeed... I had escaped the corruption of the world. And then I became entangled and overcome by it again. It's like a dog returning to his vomit or, or a pig that was washed that goes back to wallowing in the mud. I feel that. I feel that. That's why I am so stuck. It's only day eight. It's only episode eight but of being consistently genius and consistently practicing um, who it is that I am. That's why this is such a major thing for me. So major. Let's get back to it. So major. So let's go over the keys again to signaling the gene ahead of the experience. The key to changing mental and physical health is this. Practice being who you are. Choose who you want to be. These actions will change your state, your paradigm, and the memory of your future. Become conscious of your unconscious thoughts by reminding yourself of who you are. And in that, you create a new experience. When I step into myself and in a moment that would have bothered me, would have made me go off, that I would have shared with a friend. And, and I have in my uh, prayer book here, never share the dream with the dream, right? So I'm no longer talking about the things that bother me or hurt me because they don't bother me or hurt me. And even when they do, I put them on the ignore block and I remind myself of who I am. That is why I am creating these recordings and then I am re-reading them and re-listening to them because I am reminding myself of who I am so that I can live it. And I am reminding you of who you are so that you can live it. This is just a reminder. This is a friendly reminder. Can you signal the gene ahead of the experience? Yes, just by practicing 
and remembering who you are, especially when those conscious and in those unconscious thoughts come up and you're like, whoo, you know how you get that thought and you're like, whoo, where'd that come from? But then it makes you feel bad. Instead, in that moment, I want you to stand up and remind yourself that you're a giant. I want you to walk with your head amongst the clouds. I want you to be clearing clouds out your path like you're clearing out nets. You understand? So that you can see the way that you're going. Woo! This was very short amount of my notes from Dr. Joe from the intensive lesson one. This is a very short amount on my watch notes. And I just went a whole 32 minutes on the subject. So you guys got to wait for episode number nine. This is episode number eight. Can you signal the gene ahead of the experience? We are complete. And tomorrow, or it is going to be tomorrow because I'm doing this every day. Episode number nine, we're going to talk about knowledge and experience. Knowledge and experience. <laughs> oh, tomorrow going to be juicy. Y'all got to come in here with me. Tomorrow is going to be juicy. I am so excited. Thank you guys for listening. It's, um, it's time for me to get this posted. So let me go ahead and close up so I could shut it down and get everything posted. We are complete. Thank you for listening. I am the queen of forgiveness, Lauren Jelaine. More love to you. Hey, genius. Thanks so much for listening to the Fire and Wire Sessions podcast with your host, Lauren Jelaine, the queen of forgiveness. Remember, nerve cells that fire together, wire together. How you practice living your life is the way your life will play out. You are a genius. You are a doer and not a listener only. Share this podcast with somebody you love. Take a screenshot and tag at the letter Q and the word forgiveness at Q forgiveness on your favorite social media platforms. I'll repost you when you tag me. Let's get it.